With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to Roosters on Owentangy River Road here in Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live, brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. A fun, casual conversation in a fun, casual joint about the Buckeyes. It's finally championship season. Anthony Schlegel, the difference down there. For the first time on Letterman Live, Justin Zwick, the QB. He was on uh, doing some Buckeye cues with me a couple weeks ago. Great to have him with us. Uh, hanging out at Letterman Row. You guys know this guy, Mike Doss. All right, guys, uh, I don't know how much time we have to spend on Rutgers, 56-21. That seemed like Ohio State just wanted to get it out of the way. They knew it was coming with Penn State this week, Michigan next week, and the rivalry and everything that comes with it. Uh, We talked about whether Ohio State could get through it. I predicted 91 to nothing. I was way off. I got to get that out of the way. It could have been. It's still the middle of the first quarter. I'm like, this is what I thought. I'm going to look really smart. And then it kind of, once that, once Garrett Wilson muffed that fumble, it was like, okay, let's stop here. Let's try and get out. I mean, that was the sense I had in the stadium. I don't know what you guys thought watching. You guys know what it's like if there's just a few thousand people in the stands and you know that you're supposed to win. It just felt like Ohio State wanted to get out of the way. I think that's probably how it's been for the last two weeks. Uh, you know, having Maryland come in, yeah. knowing you're supposed to just take care of business. Now you're on the road. It's cold. It's windy. You're in <laughs> front of a couple thousand people like you talked about. They. You know, it's hard to get up for a game like that. They said that. there was 38,000 of them, all Ohio State media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the 38,000. There was, there was the people chanting OHIO in the stands, and then it was us trying to get through, crank out some stories, because we want to come home too. I mean, I want to cover the games that matter. I've been excited for the last two weeks and maybe three with Indianapolis. This is what, you know, it feels like we said Nebraska or Wisconsin, like there's a test. Ohio Keep State's going to get a one. test. Like. This has to be it, right? I mean, oh, it's definitely. time for it to get kicked up a notch. You got the number 19 in the country, you know, coming in. Uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs and back and forth with James Franklin. So it's exciting for Coach Day and Franklin to kick off their series and kind of, you know, see what it's all about. Schlegs, that game was a, an opportunity for a lot of young guys to get on the field on Saturday at Rutgers I'm talking about. And so much of it is, if I'm, if I'm right, that they just wanted to avoid injuries. I mean, they didn't take, you know, guys like Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, Austin Mack. They stayed home. Damon Arnett. Could have played, didn't. Right. You know, is that a tape where you just you ignore that for Ohio State? Does it? Are you just trying to see the young guys? How will you? How would you look at what Saturday night meant as you spent it forward for the last two weeks? Yeah, every every you know tape matters. Every play matters because you're getting evaluated on how you perform every single time. So what they're going to look at is how do we get stopped on the goal line. Right? What are the turnovers? Right? We've been so good in the turnover margin, plus 11 going into that game. Like, okay, guys, in execute, we had fumbles uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We got some interceptions. Like, that's good, right? We had some fumbles there. So they're going to take all of those things and say, listen, here's how you performed, right? And this goes into where you are next year. This goes into where you go into bowl prep. This goes onto the depth chart of where you're going to be in the next two games. So, again, every time you step on the field, you have an opportunity to maximize yourself to your teammates and to your coaches. So they're always looking at you. never throw tape out the door, right? The good things that you saw was you saw a really efficient quarterback of 14 of 19 and 300-plus yards from Justin Fields. You saw guys on the offensive side of the ball. Alave had a huge day. Tight end making a great catch in the the right corner of the end zone, right? Some great passes that he was throwing. Being able to run the ball, which you're going to have to do this week, 
against Penn State that will set up the pass for us. So all those different things you like, what you didn't like was the 14 points being given up to them with our with our twos, right, with our backups and our third string guys because at the end of the day, you have a standard to uphold. Regardless who's who's playing, you're the number one defense in the country. You're giving up eight points a game, and you gave up 21 points to Rutgers, right? So you didn't grade out as a champion. I don't. I didn't really get to look at who the champions were this week, but ultimately that is the standard. Regardless of where you are in the pecking order, you have to go live up to that standard. So that's how they'll go back and evaluate this tape. And I guarantee you, those guys that were younger that were playing, they're going to have a great week of practice, which is only going to give our ones a great look this week going into Penn State. It's interesting that you know the way Rutgers played. I think you, they played hard. I'm not going to take anything away from them. I obviously belittled them a lot last week, before the game, and had that score prediction. But you know, Mike, sometimes you get stuff out of that. Rutgers could run a little bit at the quarterback position. They did some option looks that Ohio State didn't defend as well as maybe they wanted to. That could be stuff that you're going to see from Penn State as well, especially that mobile quarterback situation. Absolutely, I think you know what Penn State will do. They'll see what kind of you know big chunk plays that Rutgers pulled off. See if they can you know match that up with their play style, play calling, and just get um, the Buckeyes in a few matchups. Again, we had our second second team in there, third team guys in there, but they'll just try to see the basics of the defense and see, hey, do we have an advantage here? Can we make a play with yep. our quarterback? Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know they'll come out with a whole new game plan and, and try to really dominate the run the ball. I think they'll try to control the clock. They don't want to give us that, you know, 8 to 12 series of offense. They're going to try to keep it down to like 6 or 8 and make, you know, average to a quarter and see if we can put up points. Uh, they're going to slow it down and try to keep it real tight <coughs> from the beginning. Justin, it's been a few weeks since we were talking about fields and the offense and the way Ohio State's expanding the passing attack. You know, first 300-yard game, four more touchdowns, 41 total now for Justin Fields. How are you seeing him progress as the season goes on? I mean, the, the kid's been outstanding. Uh, you know, coming into the year, you just weren't sure what, what to expect. You knew you had a great athlete, a young guy coming into a new system. Uh, how was he going to gel with the coaches? How was he going to gel with his players? And, uh, you know, man, from day one, it's just <laughs> he, he fits perfectly. Uh, he, he, I don't even know that he's the quarterback that Ryan Day really wants. I, I think he wants sees more of a passer, yeah. you know, a, a pocket passer. But uh, – Justin can do that, uh, and then he gives you the extra ability of going out and making plays with his legs, and you know that puts so much pressure on the defense as far as, well, is he going to hand it to J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> or is he going to keep it, or is he going to play action, throw it downfield? So, and it just makes the defense, you know, account for so much more having him back there in, in the high level that he's playing. And then you just got two big games. You got to figure out, you know, you got to put that cherry on top of that season with these last two games or last three games. Hopefully, will be a chance to do that. It's wild. We were, we've been talking about three Heisman candidates on this team, and Fields had sort of. Slipped to number three, I think, in some people's minds because J.K. was playing so well, mm -hmm. Chase Young after the Wisconsin game. Now people are starting, I think, you know, Schlegs, you, you tell me if I'm off base on this, but when you got 41 touchdowns accounted for and you're, you're playing a half most weeks, I mean, it's hard to get that attention, but I think people are starting to wise up to that. Have you sensed a change when you look at those guys that maybe Fields is starting to get a little more and more of that love and, and deserves it? Well, you brought up a great stat before the – before this friendly conversation and a fun <laughs> casual joint. Um, that being said, so what was the stat you had yeah. against Joe Burrows and, and Justin Fields? So this is not yeah. meant to take anything away from Joe Burrow. He is a worthy number one in that race right now. But uh, the number that we looked at over the weekend is 156 throws, uh, passing attempts and carries for Joe Burrow in the second half of games this season. That number for Justin Fields is 78. I mean, that's a huge difference in so the number half. of opportunities. Half, right. mm -hmm. exactly half. Yep. And – Again, that's not a to do diminish what Joe Burrow did. He went on the road and beat Alabama. He's a, he's up there for a reason. But they both have 41 touchdowns accounted for. 
Joe Burrow has done it against pretty good competition, but so has Justin Fields, mm -hmm. and he's just only getting to – he's coming out against Wisconsin. That's the most he got to play, I think, all year. You know, he, he's not missing – he's not getting these opportunities to stat his – Yeah, going, up, going up to this last week, though, he had never had a 250-yard passing day. Right, correct. Um, you know, so the numbers just don't, don't jump off at the – you know, off the paper at you like maybe Joe Burrow does. And, you know, unfortunately the Heisman's turned into a lot of, well, what are the numbers? Yeah, what, right. what are the numbers <laughs> right, look at at the right, end of the year? Right, a lot of yeah. these voters probably just say – all right, it's the end of the year. I got to vote for my husband. Who had the best year? Oh, Joe Burrow had a lot of yards and <laughs> yep. this and that and the other. Just yeah. vote for him. It's who you're watching too, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like, there's only so many. You only have two eyes, right? Yeah. You can only. Not everybody can have 30 TVs going at one time <laughs> watching everybody. And then you go look at LSU versus Old Miss. Well, the reason he had to stay in the game was this, it was always kind of within reach, right? I mean, we're 35 to seven at halftime. He goes out there and does the first series, and he's over 300 yards. He had four touchdowns and. At the end of the day, you have to look at the sum of what he's done within what he's done or how he's done it, right? Mm -hmm. body of and that's, yeah, the yep. body of work. And the, the other thing, too, is there's not anybody else on the LSU or even in Alabama that stands out in comparison to their quarterback, whereas here yes. you have what J.K. has done and you Correct. also have what Chase Young has done on the right. defensive side of the ball. So you have three people taking away from that pie that is Ohio State potential Heisman candidate from that one school. Mm -hmm. And then in, in all reality, listen, we probably got three true Heisman contenders here. One as a I running agree. back who's the best in the country, two the best defensive player in the country, and three one of the – Top three quarterbacks in the country. Two now with right. two going down. Yeah. So so if you look at it that way, he should definitely be in it. The benefit for him is that he's only a redshirt freshman. And the other thing that it shows is the selflessness of all three of those guys not to go say, hey, coach, i got to get my stats up. Hey, right. coach. And the coaches aren't putting them in the, the situation regardless to do that, right? Yeah. They're so focused on, hey, the mission at hand is to – Beat Penn State. It's one right. game at a time, white belt mentality. That's it. So that's what they did versus Rutgers, right? It wasn't the 91 or 80 to nothing that we thought, <laughs> or 70 right? That I thought, right? Like that guy did a. You know what? Here's the other thing, though. That guy did a really good job uh, as as the interim coach, and this is what this is what it takes away. He's he's coaching for a job opportunity next year. Yeah, that's right. what he's doing. Right. Somewhere and, else. Well, yeah. somewhere else, or still on that staff because right. he's a New Jersey guy. If Greg Shiano would would keep him, right? Because yep. the guys played hard for him, for him yep. mm -hmm. right? So that that that's why, right? It bodes to his resume. So you saw that last week. However, moving forward with all of our guys and what Coach Day has done, it's one play at a time, one game at a time. Keep enhancing what you need to, you know, what you do well. Let's blow up what you don't do well because we need you most this week versus Penn State, and that's what we're looking at. Yeah, and I, I like to look at the Sagarin rankings more than any other polls or anything. And so, Doss, if you're talking about a Heisman moment, one of those things that us in the media love to harp on, you're playing number eight, number nine, and potentially number ten if Wisconsin beats Minnesota. Correct. From those three games, you're going to have a real opportunity real, to do something. And, and late in the season where the voters can see you play. So we've got national, you know, three nationally televised games coming up for Justin, and it's a great opportunity for him to play at least, you know, oh, let's say you got 12 quarters, uh, six – Let's <laughs> play at least yeah, five. Right. My favorite thing was JK. You hope exactly. he gets half of it. Right. Exactly. That was my favorite thing was after the game, JK was like, it was asked, you know, are you ready for a four-quarter game? And he was like, who said it had to be one? Right. And he was like, yeah, right. look that's at that guy, man. <laughs> I love that. No. What great confidence. You know, that's the other thing, too, whereas LSU, I, they end with Texas A&M. I don't know who they have next week. 
I think I think all their challenges are done. Right. Yeah. So so again, like perception is reality. As we play Penn State, as we play that team up north there, as we play in a conference championship game, like those are the three biggest games of the season that will resonate because the freshest on people's minds yeah. on how you perform in those moments, right? Mm-hmm. And that will definitely help jump them, all of them up. Because, I mean, it's going to shock the world when they're like, man, J.K. runs for 150 and he throws for 300 yards and Chase has four sacks. You're just like, oh, what yeah. the Sam Dickens? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that definitely plays a role. You saw right. when the committee came out with their first ranking, Ohio State, the last game they saw was Wisconsin. Right. Big game. They went out and showed out. So right. they're number one in the ranking. So it definitely has something to do with it. All right, a lot more to come here as we break down Ohio State, Penn State on Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. We're going to take a quick bite right here and get a quick word. We'll be right back. Hey college football fans, it's Zach Bourne here. You need to check out BetDSI.com. BetDSI is a great way to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. That's right. BetDSI is the top-rated online sports book. They've been paying winners for over 20 years. The reason they've been around that long is because they have got the fastest payouts in the industry. Plus, the user interface and mobile site is the best in the business. Play, win, and get paid. It's that simple. It doesn't matter if it's college football, the NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, eSports, reality TV, virtually anything. You can bet it. You can bet on it at BetDSI.com and get paid right now. There's no better way to add some excitement to games that you already are watching. Check out their live betting where you can bet on games throughout the entire matchup, every play, and every minute until the end. BetDSI has a special deal for Letterman Row fans. Use the promo code ROW100 to get a 100% bonus match. That's more than double, that's right, more than double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to betdsi.com and use promo code ROW100 and get this limited 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash on the sports you know and love. BetDSI promo code ROW100. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back in here to Roosters for Letterman Live. Schlegs. Digging into that big Italian <laughs> sub as all. You need weekly, a fork or something? Or weekly digging. Let me get this guy some wet, wet, wet wipes over here. <laughs> this guy works up an appetite, attack and dominate every yeah, day. So we barely touched. We, we mentioned Chase Young early Beat on me. here. Got the glue man over there, Chives, bringing the napkin for <laughs> Schlegs, though. Look at this. Uh, we talked about Chase Young in the Heisman race there. We kind of glossed over the fact that he's missed the last two weeks and he's returning for Penn State. Uh, it, it's stupid that I'm even talking about it. But how big of a difference is that going to make when you put the best player in the country back out there? That's going to make a huge difference. I mean, he's going to dominate the front line. They're going to account for him on every play, and he's still going to wreak havoc. It's just a matter of how much havoc <laughs> is he going to, you know, put on Penn State. Uh, you can see he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to play all four quarters. He's going to be excited to know he has a chance to play a complete game mm-hmm. and get you know get the monkey off his back missing the last two weeks. So I'm looking forward to him coming out and truly you know dominating whoever across from him. Two, three guys. They might have to get a fourth. You know, get somebody out, out the stands to try to hold him back. Mm-hmm. But Chase is probably <laughs> definitely going to be excited. Uh, the, the defense is going to be excited to have him back. I mean, we just had our lowest output and, you know, sacks, you know, this past week. They had one. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, yeah. It's coming off of the seven right. yep. versus exactly. Maryland, right? Exactly. So they, they only had one. And part of that is the older guys that were not traveling, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we get him back. We get yep. some of those other guys back. Because that's what you got to have. you got to affect yeah. the quarterback in the college game, right? And I would assume, too, you know, Coach Johnson probably didn't put a lot of stunts up front. You know, wanted to keep it, you know, a little Pretty bit. Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah. Bit I don't think I saw any blitz, yeah. and I only watched it live the first right. time through. I don't think I remember one until the second quarter. Right. And he instantly got a sack on it. Exactly. And so, maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, yeah. but it was a very vanilla defense, I thought. Now, you guys know better than me what you saw, but I don't think they wanted to do anything outside 
of the basic stuff against Rutgers. Exactly. And, and they're going to have the game plan ready to go. It's going to be tightened up. You know, Coach Half, Coach Johnson, and those guys are going to have this thing teed yeah, up. You so. know, they probably didn't yeah. need to come out with a whole lot. You right. know, they just figured, hey, let's go throw our base stuff at them, not show Penn State, Michigan anything, yep. and we'll take care of business. The other D linemen have to be the happiest people that Chase is coming back because now they're going to be <laughs> seeing up. what up. They're exactly. going to be freed up to, you know, yep. maybe make some plays in a big game. Devon Hamilton, I mean. Two-star guy, by the way. Pickerington guy. Yes. Zach Bourne was breaking him down on Buck IQ for us. That'll be out later this week. He's got four sacks in the last three games. Mm-hmm. I, that's finally getting him some of the pub and acclaim. He's been doing it all year. Yes. And I don't think that it's you – know, Chase gets the attention. But Devon Hamilton, Sean Cornell, uh, Tommy Togiai, Robert Landers, these guys have been phenomenal. And all of a sudden, if you've got this situation, Schlegs, where you're trying to put, as Doss said, two, three guys on Chase Young – and you have one-on-one against Hamilton or Cornell, I don't think anyone can block those guys one-on-one. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's especially against a quarterback like this where he's maybe going to want to step up into that pocket and run from there. I mean, Cornell and Hamilton are sitting right here. They want you mm-hmm. to come. They're already pushing the pocket back, and they're going to be in your lap already. Yeah, and part of that, too, is they're going to go into where, hey, we're going to play man, right, single high safety, and we're going to dead dog a running back because he has to stay in there and protect. Now we're going to add in a linebacker to that mix. So, yeah, you're going to have people that are going to be free because you bring Chase back because he's so he's so good, mm-hmm. right? But those guys have done a great job, and what they've really done a great job at is stopping the run, right? Like as a linebacker, it's really easy to play linebacker when you got guys that take two people. Because then I just scrape over the top and make a play. It's like, oh, I'll go Bucks, you know? You know like, the man. Yeah, yeah, this guy's amazing. Great read. No, I didn't, I didn't even get touched. Right? That takes yeah, that's, to, yeah, to a great point, uh, as you stated, you know, Clifford's going to have to run the ball. He's their second leading rusher, yeah. you know, statistically for Penn State. So they got a running back by committee, you know, three guys kind of splitting those carries. But Clifford is the second leading rusher on their team. And then then that goes to what you're talking about, Schlegs. You have Malik Harrison running around. You've got Tough Borland playing well. Pete Warner. Uh, and Baron, hopefully Baron comes back. Get Baron back yeah. from that that core muscle situation. We'll see. I mean, he's going to be hurting for the rest of the year. Yeah. But you know, you guys know, if you're going to get, if you're going to play, you're going to play against Penn State and Michigan. You're just not going to miss. No, you're games, just not going to miss. You're going to figure it out. Take yours off. <laughs> but the linebackers, how are they? How do they factor into this with what you've got going there with uh, Sean Clifford and chasing him down and this Penn State rushing attack? Yeah. At the end of the day, what they've done a really good job as they've they've been able to read and react very very quickly everybody knows where they need to go and they understand the fits like that was always a problem that you saw the last couple years where do I fit on this play am I outside am I kicking you know pressing it back in or am I spilling it and then another guy comes over the top where am I D-line going to be there was a disconnect between where my fits were mm-hmm. but when you have great communication you know exactly where you need to be guess what as soon as I see the play to my left I know exactly where my 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 tackle is I know exactly where my end is I know where my fit is to my down safety or my outside linebacker boom I can attack it and meet at the line of scrimmage or in the backfield which narrows the gap, the, the gap for the next hitter to come in, be a free hitter. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing, right? So you have these D-line up front. The linebackers are being able to read and react and understand exactly where their fit is, and they're, ta- they're, they're tackling. That's the hu- biggest difference, in my opinion, from this year to the previous two years, besides the communication and knowing what to do, right, through your alignment, assignment, alerts, yeah. and adjustment. Yeah. It's the fact that we're tackling well in space. And the big thing, as you stated, with the collective group, they're playing unselfish. So you don't have a guy – being undisciplined, jumping out of his gap to put someone else in, in, a, in yeah. a compromised position. Everyone's playing unselfish and going, I do my job. I know my guy's going to do his job and what makes us very sound. Yeah, do your job well, yeah. right? That, that's it. That's what they're doing. Because if you look at the stats, it's leading tackler is six. 
<laughs> second leading tackler, it's been that way all year. six. Yeah. Second, third leading tackler, six. And then five, <laughs> five, five, five right. four, four. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, what matters is being the number one defense in the country, Silver Bullet style. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. And Justin, both Bam. of these guys, when you add in Chase Young, we talked about this, uh, the suspension last week. On Monday when we were in here, we didn't know exactly how long it was going to mm-hmm. be, but I had been reporting that it was probably going to be two. Got that word on Wednesday. Did you – how confident were you that Chase Young would be back in time for these big games? Oh, I, I – without knowing exactly what – I mean, we still don't know, you know, who it was, how much it was, yeah, what – you know, we, we all hear what it is, you know. Yeah, sure. Speculated. Yeah, speculated. <laughs> I, I figured two. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I didn't think they would want the outrage. Uh of him missing the Penn State game, yeah. uh, you know, because the NCAA, everybody loves to hate them. And, uh, you know, Ohio State fans are pretty uh, – Influential. Yeah, they, they <laughs> like their teams. So, I mean, yeah. the NCAA yeah. comes out and says, you know what, he's going to yeah. miss that Penn State game. They're gonna, the outpouring of yeah. just hate is going to go Absolutely. all at the NCAA. So, I, it didn't surprise me a ton. Since all of you guys were in school, I feel like the mentality elsewhere, not just for somebody's own team, has shifted more towards the athlete. And I tried to ask Gene about this, and maybe I didn't – get right to it but with the name image and likeness it seems it's him it's hypocritical for them to have tried to hammer chase young and push through this legisla- legislation at the same time well the fact that they had already basically said yes we're going to do this yeah. uh, in two years hey schools get your act together get your yeah. stuff together get your plan, and, you know yeah plan, you yeah. know let us know and then you, yeah however it comes out this <laughs> way or the other it's paid back you know but hey we're still gonna we're still well, gonna, it just seems silly uh with this coming down the road and uh you know, thank, thankfully, it was those two games and, and, and the big two at the end of the season. Are, are, he'll be there for and will be full strength. Well, the hypocritical thing is the fact that players have to sit out immediately while coaches mm-hmm. yes. get to continue yeah. to coach, right? Yeah. And, again, yeah. if you yeah. look at what Doss, what, what we talked about last week as far as the examples of one-game suspensions and what people mm-hmm. took, that's why we thought it was one. And then when you hear the comments that Gene made about the why, right? So immediately they got they got word of what transpired. The best thing that Chase did was he was very authentic. He was very transparent, Honestly, right? Person yeah. of integrity. Yeah. Hey, listen, he made a mistake, okay? So, like, I own up to it. I'm accountable. I'm transparent, right? Then Ohio State was able to understand everything that went into it, say, hey, listen, a violation probably did occur, mm-hmm. so we're going to sit him. Yeah, then we're going to expedite this, pro- be, this process, and they give it to the NCAA, who then can come back with a very quick judgment as to what – the one-game suspension should be, and that is versus Rutgers, right? So it also is a business decision. Let's do this now mm-hmm. for our Rutgers and a Maryland as opposed to potentially let's play him for Maryland, right. and then he'll sit out Rutgers and right. potentially then Penn State. Right. But the biggest thing is they did it really, really quickly, and that can only happen if Chase was transparent and authentic with them as to what exactly transpired, yeah. right? So the hypocritical thing from the NCAA is there's still coaches out there uh, under investigation that are still coaching, whereas when a student athlete is under investigation, they automatically yeah. have to they're, sit. They're guilty right. until because proven innocent. Here, I don't here, remember Bill Self mi- missing many yeah. games. And here's the yeah. crazy yeah. thing. like if, they, if it's a student athlete, then they go and void victories and potentially yes. don't allow you to go play, and that affects ultimately the entire team, whereas a coach, it doesn't. Like That doesn't make any sense. Right. But you also have to have some guideline. I, mean, I, I know everybody's seen the Kentucky player, right. $1,500 or whatever it was from an agent, yeah. right? One game. So you got to have some kind of thing. All right, well, this is why Chase Young is two games as opposed to this person being – because you think for a flight to get out to California, you're thinking what? One to two thousand dollars, he probably got, and he paid it back. So how are you doing this NCAA? That's exactly. the frustrating right. thing. And I said it to these guys last week: if, if there's a Chase Young autograph signing, which you'd be allowed to do if this yeah. was two years down the road, yeah. 
Who, who does he need a loan from? <laughs> right. He yeah. He's yeah. going to go get his own money. Mike yeah. Dawson, 2002. His name and image and likeness has never been worth more. Right. Justin yeah. Zwick when he's yeah. starting games. Anthony Schlegel yeah. when he's out there with those two other Kill, dudes. Kill, as long as, as, long as Carpenter, <laughs> as long as he's got his other two linebackers, he's making some money, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, That's good. right. That's right. <laughs> the trio, <laughs> they'd have been all over this I'm place. only saying that because there's two guys in between. <laughs> they'd, have, they'd, have wig, they'd have had a wig <laughs> yeah. deal or something going <laughs> on with that long hair they had. Absolutely. All right, I better take a break before Schlegel comes over here and shuts me up a little bit. Rolling right along here on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Hey, Buckeye fans, as the official wing sponsor of your Ohio State Buckeyes, Roosters is giving away 12 trips for two to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with airfare, hotel, gift bag, and two lower-level tickets. One bowl prize winner chosen each week, along with other cool Roosters weekly prizes. So register every week at your favorite Roosters or at RoostersWings.com. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Official contest rules at RoostersWings.com. All right, I survived. I gave Schlake some more food to avoid a black eye. Is Letterman live here? Uh, getting set for Saturday, Ohio State and Penn State. High noon. You guys liking these noon games still? I, I'm fine with it. I mean, it is what it is. You know, what I mean, terrible. You got, I mean, you <laughs> I'll can, say it. I mean, Fox is trying to you know market themselves <laughs> against College Game Day. I mean, you, you got some big money into your commentators. I mean, so you got a good panel, and you want them to be seen. You don't want them to, you know not be seen, so you want to lead it right up to kickoff. Well, I, I, like I think it's more a ploy to, all right, our noon games probably don't get as much coverage, so let's throw Ohio State in because we know everybody will watch an Ohio State game exactly. no matter what time it is. As a fan, I mean, as a player, noon game all day long because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you get out, you get to spend get some time in, with your family, yep. you get your Saturday get night kind of free. Right. Uh, you know, so that was cool. But as a fan, as somebody who, you know, has stuff to do. I got to yeah. mow the yard Saturday morning. I got to do kids, this or that. You know, you know yeah, you I got, got your kids, this tailgate. or that. I want to enjoy Yeah, you want a 3.30 yeah. or yeah. 7, 7, 7 or, you know. Everybody's different. Game. For me, I'm, I'm ecstatic because I'm doing the fan at 6.30. Oh, well. <laughs> and then I'm done at 8.30, and then I go right to the deer woods because it's November Fair. and the rut, the rut is going. So I guess I'm everybody like, has their priorities. Because so they got DVR now. I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing. You know, I'm just sitting up in there a tree like – Oh man, go Bucks! You, you, know? you can watch the game. <laughs> in the tree. Uh, it's, yeah, it's crazy, right? Because like you couldn't, you couldn't keep everybody happy with these no, start times. No. no, but for Fox, they've got what they wanted because Ohio State, as Justin said, is a huge draw. Yeah, and absolutely. Oklahoma, it seems like they're taking turns. Yeah. Whoever's going to have the no, yeah. noon games and big noon kickoff. I mean, I'm in the media. I want to be out of there. I don't want to work till <laughs> yeah, it's 2 a.m. Same type of thing. Yeah. So like everybody that comes back, right. you don't Close understand. Game, and yeah. I'm like, hey, I get it. If you want a tailgate, you probably want a night game. Absolutely. I don't. You'll never hear me. Well, here, here, here's another thing to think about for this whole noon game versus night game is what does that coaching staff think? Because you got kids who played Friday night yeah. coming into a, coming into a recruiting visit Saturday and. Some of them live how far away? Yeah. So you know in you're California. making it hard. Yep. You're making it hard on them. Yep. Is the atmosphere as fun in the shoe at noon as you know as opposed to nice. an eight o'clock or even three thirty game? No. Yeah. You know, so you're bringing these kids in. You want to show them how awesome yeah, the experience is. Yeah, yeah, and I, there's nothing better than a night game in the shoe. I agree. You know, coming out <laughs> with the fireworks. I mean, they've done a lot of cool things down there. Uh, you know, selling that program to those kids. That's why Urban had all those night games. Hey, and, you hey know, come to Ohio State. We're going to play at noon. Yeah. <laughs> well, my counter, Every week. Every week. <laughs> yeah. My counter to that, guys, was always, why is the atmosphere for the game, Is it, it's at noon. It's yeah. always live. Now, there's not fireworks. I get it. But it's like, I think the, the opponent time. matters it, so much more. I mean, it, it's the time of the build-up, too, right? It's the whole build-up, you know, tailgating, drinking, the alcohol gets in everybody's hey. system. I mean, 06, you know, my it, senior it, year, no. nobody else was there, but we, we had a 3.30 no. game against right. Michigan, it, one yeah. versus two. Yep. You know, the lights were on at the yeah. end of the game. It was dark outside. Like, that's that's turned. awesome, fun football right, right there, in my pretty, opinion. Pretty good atmosphere for that one. <laughs> it was decent. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was decent. <laughs> a lot All of fun. All right, so this particular matchup, that will start at noon. 
Uh, I think it'll be live, uh, top ten matchup. Uh, Justin, I want to start with you because if, if I'm looking at this, Penn State's got a really good rush defense, mm -hmm. might be able to put up some points. I think they're uh, number second, number two in the league in, in scoring. So if Justin Fields has to go win this one against Penn State's secondary where maybe they've looked weak, can he get it done this week? Yes, 100%. Um, you know, you, you even look at – I mean, you just look at the game last week. Indiana, they've always been a team that can throw the ball, put some points on the board. They were in that game last week. Right. I mean, they, they killed themselves they in that mm -hmm. game. And, and that's throwing the ball downfield. There were some wide-open guys. Uh, receivers were running pretty free. Mm -hmm. You do that against an Ohio State team. I mean, Justin Fields, we, we've seen all along, he hasn't missed the layup. Yeah. You know? Right. And you always say to the quarterback, if you got somebody wide open, you don't miss the layup. <laughs> don't try and aim it. You just make sure your guy can catch the ball. Now, they all haven't been that, but you get my drift. He, he makes those plays. And, uh, you know, if we got guys running open on Saturday – the offensive line's been playing great, giving him time to, you know, get downfield and you know, make his reads. And he he just, you know, amazes you every week with what he's able to do. Doss, let's assume that, that K.J. Hamler can play. Is he the most troublemaking player on the Penn State uh, roster uh, in your absolutely. mind? Absolutely. He has double the catches of their second-leading <laughs> receiver. So, I mean, he has 44 over 40 catches. Uh, he has seven, over 700 yards mm -hmm. in production. So, I mean, he's the guy uh, in pump returns. They need him on pump return, kick return. They're trying to use him. He's very dynamic. So, we got to make sure our eyes on where number one lines up. Okay. Wherever he lines up, we'll get base our call as a secondary based off where he's going. And then, secondly, we got to keep an eye on the tight end. This would be what we talked about, the bullet position. Yeah. It's going to be a key week for that position that we talked about all year, you know, Who's going to be guarding that tight end? Are we going to match him up with Wade? Are we going to bring in, you know, White? Are we going to, you know, you know? So it's an idea of exactly how you want to match up. And the big thing is, you know, Clifford is he going to run the ball? Are they going to do RPO mm -hmm. and actually make him a threat? And that's the chance they're going to have to take. But we could potentially knock him out the game. Chase Young coming <laughs> on a blindside yeah, hit, right. two linemen hitting that guy. He he might tap out. So you just never know. As we stated, that that offense is their offense is productive. They're going to move the ball. They're going to be sound. But I think our skill set and how we tighten up on defense will dominate those guys and maybe give up 13 points. Schlage, what's going to be the difference on Saturday? Well, the difference, make this a sponsored segment. Yeah, 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 with the difference, exactly. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be uh, our D-line versus it, – it's, it's up front, right? So it's our D-line versus their offensive line, of which you saw Michigan be able to take over the game versus them up front. I think our D-line is significantly better and will definitely affect the game. Two will be if we can establish the run, because, again, we played Wisconsin, number one defense in the country, and we ran all over them. Yes. Right? If we're able to do that with, their, with Penn State secondary, we're going to be able to hit those balls – right yes. down the field for big play opportunities. And again, Penn State is a big play type offense. Like that's what they lived and died on. Yep. And we don't give up the big guys. play. This right. isn't Ohio State defense of the last two years, right? right? Like this team keeps everybody in front. They're very sound, they're very disciplined. So the big plays aren't gonna be there. It's can, can they keep drives going with their feet when we're when we're in coverage or, or, or somebody gets yeah, flushed out of the three, pocket, right? Third and two, mm -hmm. you know, can he convert it on a slant or is the quarterback gonna tuck it and try to well, run? Even third and longs, right. you know, is he able yeah. to get free right. on a couple where he's scrambling trying to keep the play open yeah. and then you know he takes it up and is able to pick up a couple first downs that's how you you have to have that kind of play I think to move the ball against this Ohio State and, defense and, on a regular basis yeah, and here's what we do really really well and you saw it I mean last week but we take turnovers and we score touchdowns off points. them oh, yeah. right like that's what really got the Wisconsin game like out of out of reach very very quickly all of our games I can honestly I feel that 
whether it's Chase or somebody's going to make a big play early in the game, like we saw it at Rutgers, where boom, turnover, short field, capitalize really quick. Next thing you know, you're up 14 nothing. Then they're going to have to they're going to have to go away from their game plan, and they're going to have to start trying to make those big plays to stay in it, yeah. right? Because if not, it's going to get out of reach very very quickly. Mm-hmm. And we're finally, I think, going to see a four-quarter game from all of our guys because, I mean, again, they can score. Next thing you know, it's quick. They're not going to pull the dogs off. right? They're going to let them hunt the entire game Absolutely. until it comes to a point where, like, nope, it's out of reach. We'll get some other guys in potentially at the end of the, you know, at the end of the third, yeah. beginning yes. of the fourth quarter. And it's, it's, it's key. I mean, Arnett, Fuller, you know, Akuda, again, Wade, this is going to be their style of a game right. where they actually get to show as a collective unit for four quarters who they are and they'll be challenged as you know Penn State is going to try to make big plays so they'll have a they'll get a chance to get be challenged and can we get a couple of INTs from our corners or Jordan you know making a great, great play in center field and they're going to try to you know a little trick them dick them kind of plays you know mix it up mix it up here and there maybe a couple of gimmicky backs. trying to just yeah. catch the defense right. off guard something they haven't seen all right. year long yeah. you know yeah. for a cheap score yeah. right you know and look yeah. for that early in the game just to try and snap some of that momentum away right. from you know yeah. the home I mean, crowd and being flicker, in the shoot. reverse pass Hey, this they're going to do everything. They, they're going to do everything they can because, at the end of the day, they're number nine in the country, and we're just you know really number one, but rated number two. <laughs> well, it's the but east, there's a big difference. It's the there's east division. This is for the east, right? Yeah, this is the, east, right? yeah. Yeah. This this is the, the game right here. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's kind of funny because Ohio State keeps talking about you know wanting to challenge and test itself against the best. It's like that doesn't necessarily mean they want to play a four-quarter game. No. Yeah. Like, who's complaining about blowing out ten people in a row? No, no nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Right. No, they like right. it, but they're, they'll also rise to the occasion because they've been in competitive excellence their entire time. Like, yeah. you want to go prove yourself against yeah. against the we? best, right? So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so th- th- this will be a test. And it's also, I mean, this is a, uh, one of those type of si- signature wins for a James Franklin to go, hey, I, I won the East. Because, yep. again, people are speculating that he could be the next guy at Florida State or the next guy at USC. What better way to go when, hey, you know what, we're going to pay you $10 million to leave Penn State <laughs> mm-hmm. to come out to Southern California, right? So he doesn't really probably think that way. But ultimately, as a program, like, they need something like this to grab a hold of because there's nobody else in the East that can compete with Ohio State right now, especially if you've seen it on the recruiting circuit. Yep. All right, Letterman Live brought to you by Roosters. Winding down here, you know what time it is now. It's prediction time, score okay. prediction. I, hey, and like we said, we got to own up, right? Self-evaluation. <laughs> 91 to nothing. Didn't, didn't, didn't pan out. Didn't work pan out. out. <laughs> I took a shot. I did too, I, man. I felt uncomfortable writing it. Like, it's easier just for me to say it on Monday. Yes, it's but then I wrote it. Like, it's on the internet forever now. Yeah. I didn't take the post down. I'm going to live with it. I got 91 to nothing. I missed it. I'm going to have to do better this week, Shalakes. What do you got? I've been I've been contemplating this. I have no. The number clue. is 19, up to 19. Oh, yeah, it was 18 and a half yeah. like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, Vegas knows what they're talking about. Yeah, so you know, I, I think it's going to be over 21. I'm thinking somewhere, you know, 45, 48, 17, 48, 17. I'm gonna go with that. 48, okay. 17. Justin, what do you got? I was gonna say 38, 17. Um, yeah, that yeah I think cool. they get a couple scores. You know, That's maybe 21. a field goal late or something like that. But uh, I think the game's in control. And we got Yeah, Slaves is right in my wheelhouse. I was thinking kind of that 45, 48, and then you're going to score 13 or 17 points. I mean, that's I think that's so. So let's go 49, 17. All right. 45, okay. 45, 10. I like it. Yeah. That's a good, I still, that's a good I just, score. I still just don't think this Penn State team has the firepower. And I don't mm-hmm. think anybody in the Big Ten does. Nope. And I said it uh, at the halfway point during that first off date. Ohio State is head and shoulders above everybody in the Big Ten. If you're waiting for a test, I think you're going to be waiting until the playoff. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go through next week, and every every win in the Big Ten will be by double digits. 
and they'll go 13 and 0 into the playoff. We'll see what happens. Yep, I agree. Hey, that's if you're back, if you're with me. All right, great to have Anthony Schlegel, Justin Zwick, Mike Dawson with me uh, for another Letterman Live at Roosters. A great time, great conversation with these guys. Looking forward to Saturday. Full coverage coming all week at lettermanrow.com. Stick with us. Uh, I am Austin Ward. We'll see you next week, week right here on Letterman Live at Roosters. <laughs>